right enough. And welcome to another episode of Behave Yourself. We are back after a bit of a long break. And um, it's been a long break and a long Christmas. So Happy New Year to everybody who's just joining us. Um, great episode today. We have two uh, very interesting men here in front of me in the studio. Are we? Are you interesting? Well, we will be the judge of that. You have one hour to prove the case. Um, in front of me here, we have first um, Marco Delis, um, a PhD candidate here at work. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. That's me. So tell us, um, uh, Marco, what are you studying here? Okay, uh, <clears throat> I'm a PhD student in uh, synthetic biology here in Warwick. Um, so I'm a, a bioengineer by training in Italy. And then I moved to the UK. I'm part of a doctoral training center between Oxford, Warwick, and uh, Bristol. And I spent uh, one year in Oxford to, for, for, well, being nice. tra trained uh, in synthetic biology because actually uh, I did know kind of nothing about it. Uh, you didn't do nothing. Yeah, and I didn't know much about biology. When, I mean, like I was a bioengineer, okay, <laughs> but uh, it was more about they the took a punt on you basically. Huh? They took a kind of a punt. Yeah, ah, this yeah, guy. No, 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 yeah, yeah. But uh, I was very excited, so I learned uh, like uh, almost everything I know about synthetic biology in Oxford, which is nothing. No, I'm joking. Okay. I learned something, and then I moved to Warwick to um, to start the PhD. So yeah, nice. Um, very it. good, very good. And joining Marco, we have Jesus McGinnis. Good night to all of you. Good oh. night, good evening, and good morning. The whole shebang. Yeah. Well. Jesus, could you tell us a little about yourself? You are an interesting man also. Well, allegedly my background is yes. more related to life science than Marco. I actually did my undergrad about life science back yeah. in Spain. I make a couple of exchanges during that time, but finally decided to come to UK to work and make my master's too. Right now, I've been contributing to work at university as a research assistant in yeah. synthetic biology. Um, my job was to simplify work about antimicrobial resistance. We have a problem with antibiotics. Um, our lab was trying to solve the problem. Um, so far, we were clearly unsuccessful, but that's, 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 that's <laughs> well, the no, it's, it's the start of a long journey, I would hope. I'd hope. Yeah, so too. your background is in life science in biology. Clearly, uh, yeah. Excellent. So you have come via the... Um, you, you did an MS, an MRES, I think it was, a Master's yeah, of Research. You're right, yeah, yeah synthetic in, biology. In, in synthetic biology, yeah, perfect. Yeah. And that was UCL? That was in the open-minded UCL. The, yeah, <laughs> it let you in, so it's got to be open-minded. Exactly. Oh. So Marco is going to be new to, uh, so you're new enough to the synthetic biology game, or relatively new. You must have come up with the same question I have to start off. So do a little Googling. Synthetic <laughs> biology is... Um, Obviously, synthetic biology means it's sort of not organic or not natural, um, but it, it falls sort of in the brackets of about a million different sub-disciplines, parts of biology. Can you give me a little bit of a, yeah, an yeah. explanation it, of where it's it It's not very simple to define. I mean, like, there are a lot of definitions, and but let's say that the most popular definition is, uh, like, the trying to engineering biology, okay? So trying to move the engineering concepts from the engineering discipline to uh, bi to biology. So biology like uh, itself, like uh, in, in uh, history, has never been like an engineering discipline at all. Yeah. So like it's just, uh, you know, like you get uh, insights by doing experiments, but uh, you didn't uh, you, you, you didn't do much about like simulations on uh, your laptop or uh, you, didn't, you didn't use the computer much because mm. it was a lot of uh, experimenting in the labs. But now, like the more and more like uh, scientists got into biology, so they learned more and more about it, they they started to think that maybe now with the knowledge that now is present, we can maybe create like computational models and then simulate them in silico and then uh, getting insights also by running the simulations. And by getting insights in silico, then you can go back to the lab and go in this cycle of like uh, uh, testing, uh, uh, modeling, and uh, um, experimenting. So like it's a, it's a cycle. Uh, okay. So, like so it is relatively new then as a subdiscipline since computers have come in. It's like, oh, brilliant. Then we can do a bit more. Yeah, it's more about yeah, modeling biology. Uh, okay. So engineering biology. So do something like on the computer to get insights and they could do the lab. So this is like uh, getting together experiments in the lab and the computational modeling and the sim simulations. 
So when so bioengineering, genetic engineering, all this sort of different things, are they all roughly? Is there is there, my question? I suppose is is there a bigger catch-all phrase? Or does that all fit under synthetic biology? I, I think Marco was quite right. And actually, the, the, the key thing here is bring people like Marco to, to life science. Yeah. So far, we were able to do some stuff. But, you know, there's a quote that we use a lot in synthetic biology about what I cannot create, I do not understand. Yeah, Feynman. Exactly. And the point is, bringing people from computational science and people from okay. engineering, yeah, yeah. we are trying to standardize. So we are making bricks. And when you're making the bricks, you could re-engineer them. You can decide in which way they work. Of course, it's a pretentious target, and we are far from there. Yeah. But I guess the idea is worthy. And, you know, can bring a lot of stuff to medical science and different sciences. It's definitely a multidisciplinary science. Yeah, it seems, it seems yeah. even just looking around. Yeah, uh, for example, in, in, my, in my course, like, uh, so in my doctoral training center, in my cohort, in my year, we were like uh, 15 people. And uh, only... Three of them were like uh, from life sciences, mm. and the rest were like uh, en- engineers or physicists. Uh, um, one, mm, uh, yeah, one, f- yeah, 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 yeah. A, a lot of different uh, disciplines. Cool. So it's 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 sort of the biology side of it you learn on the job, and then you bring all these other yes, skills exactly. from yeah. computer science, from yeah. physics, from engineering. Cool. Yeah, it's a very interdisciplinary field. Okay. And uh, yeah, as uh, Jesus was saying, so like uh, it's based on, he, he mentioned like uh, having bricks. Yeah. So like uh, getting back to what I was saying earlier is like, um, so with the knowledge that uh, now we think we have about biology, we think that uh, we may, so I don't know if you know what is a gene, for example. I know what how, a gene is. Oh, yeah, you, just, you about, <laughs> just about know what a gene is. Okay. Got but a I, pair of great ones in uh, say that, uh, there's, there's a way like the genes uh, interact with each other. So the a way that the genes are expressed and they produce proteins and this kind of stuff and the networks of proteins and, um, and gene interactions. And let's say that uh, we, with the knowledge that uh, now we got in, in the last years, um, scientists think that now you can very like uh, divide all biology in like uh, little bricks to yeah. be put together like a Lego, a Lego. Lego, Lego. Lego, Lego yeah. is good. And then your network will work, okay? So you just think, okay, I put this gene here, and then I attach this other gene afterwards. And you know, this gene will regulate this other gene. I, I, I'm oversimplifying yeah, yeah. it. But let's say this gene will regulate this gene because here I put this other thing in the middle that is a piece of DNA that is this thing. So like uh, this way, this gene will interact with this and then with the other one, and then maybe they, cl- they create this cycle. And you have a wow, you have an oscillator, okay? And uh, well, this is the theory. This is what uh, synthetic biology. That's the dream. W- w- yeah, this is what uh, scientists wish nice. synthetic biology is. Yeah. Then at the end, of course, you can do uh, all the simulations you want in on your on your laptop, and you can uh, get uh, beautiful models that you get from the data. Then you go to the lab, and at the end, it doesn't work. So I will get to. So that I, I definitely I've got a good section. I want to get to sort of. What you're talking about here as the sort of the end goal and the dream and sort of the the final solution of of genetic biology or genetic engineering by the sense of it but before we get there i just wanted to ask um firstly what 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 are the, the sort of the projects that you guys are currently working on what 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 happens in a, a lab in a synthetic biology lab currently for example so the, the case i was mentioned before we were working about antimicrobial resistance yeah. and we were using phages phages are a type of virus yeah. that they, they basically attack just bacteria no human cells so that, that's a good news they're a virus just for bacteria exactly oh, so okay. that, that that would be good to engineer them make them very selective so yeah. they will try to kill just the wrong type of cells bacteria that we could get in infections basically what everybody knows what, what when you go to a doctor and they give you to you an antibiotic we are yeah, listening yeah. in the news that we are having trouble because people become resistant yeah so we're trying to engineer evolve evolve make them you know yeah, yeah, just improve, yeah, yeah, yeah. improve them exactly uh, to try to attach to these cells and kill them so far it's a type of project that's very valuable of course mm. we understand why right we could substitute antibiotics with this precise type of phages of virus and actually they could be great because they could be very selective so it could be a, a and how so in in terms of a bacteria becoming resistant to antibiotics yeah how long or how quickly would it would it take how long would it take for let's say if we keep hammering antibiotics like you know, everyone says oh you shouldn't overprescribe if we keep hammering it do how many like i presume it's all this random mutation yeah. but how 
long would it take generally for a bacteria to learn how to mutate or, or mutate to, to be resistant? As you say, it's a, it's a matter of chance. They, yeah. they got mutations, so you're going to get a resistance. But to be clear, not it's not about scaring the people or whatever, but normally in two, three days in the lab, you will get a resistance. Well, you will get a, what you call a f- false positive because you're getting bacteria that just simple resistance to the antibiotic. Yeah. The other ones may be good. Maybe that you engineer them and, and they're working the way that you want. But basically, you're getting very early soon in wow. your research, false positives. That means they are resistant to the antibiotic. Wow. That's terrible. Yeah. So it's very quickly, it's not as if um, um, resistant bacteria are, are sort of rare. They happen, they almost definitely happen at some stage. And it's just the question of if the, the antibiotics that we use aren't. Yeah, yeah, as I say, I work with bacteria. But if you think about human beings, well, when you find resistance, it's, it's a crisis because it's not just one bacteria, two bacteria, it's yeah. a population of them. Yeah, yeah. You normally get a resistance, but you apply just more antibiotic, more concentration, yeah. and you remove them, most all of them. So at the end, the good ones, let's say, yeah. overcome the bad ones and, and, and your health again. And you walk out of the hospital. But what, what, what the problem is, is, is basically if you've got a lot of bacteria that are wrong for you, they are infection actually, and then you cannot fight them back with the average antibiotics that we have. And they overcome the other bacteria. So you have a massive infection and the outcome is clearly not good. You know, also they say that it's better for your health not to overuse so antibiotics yeah. for your health. Because yeah. if you overuse them, then the bacteria would uh, eventually maybe get yeah. resistance. They did a very interesting experiment, uh, I think like w- almost one year ago, something like this. Like, uh, do you know, like the experiment with like different, uh, um, so they had like a, a, a plate, a big plate, with uh, d- divided in different sections. And each section had uh, like, uh, so the first section, let's say, didn't have any antibiotic. Then there was a, a section just next to this section where there was like a certain concentration of antibiotic, but not too much. And then, like there was like these uh, these different steps, so like another next another section afterwards with more antibiotic, and then another with uh, more and more and more. And they showed in a video, in a time lapse video, that over time, I don't remember right now actually what's the time scale. I seen the video, but I couldn't help you. I don't remember yeah. neither. But yeah, yeah, but I think it was a matter of hours anyway. Yeah. Oh, so it like just the, shows the yeah. So the bacteria were put true. like in the section where there was no antibiotic. And then they, they grow, they grow, they grow, they reach the border with, where the antibio- the, where, with the section where the first antibiotic, the low concentration one was. And the bacteria at the beginning, they stop, but eventually like a few bacteria yeah, start yeah. to grow on it. And then since they are resistant, they grow, grow and grow on this new yeah. section. And then they, they, they arrive at the next section and again they stop because it's a higher concentration. Yeah. But eventually, they start to grow on these other sections. So, and this, this is like, and at the end, they have the whole plate yeah, yeah, full of bacteria. Where like, uh, if you think about it, like at the beginning, you had only this bacteria on one side of the plate where no antibiotic was. And on the opposite side, there was a very high concentration of antibiotic. But uh, with these different steps of concentration of antibiotic, the bacteria yeah. could, uh, could uh, grow and, uh, and go around. And uh, at the end, get getting get get resistant to the very high concentration of antibiotics. Well, wow, that's cool visual. I must find. Uh, yeah, let's find the. It's a little bit dangerous. Yeah, I mean, like it's very, <laughs> <laughs> it's very scary. Yeah. And is, sorry, is that is that also what you are doing in your lab no, as well? No, no. Okay, so I, not everyone, not every lab is pure antibiotics or no, no, no. There's a whole no, range. No. There's, okay. there's a, yeah, there's a very large range of, uh, of, of subjects. Yeah, and topics. And your specific sort oh, of. <laughs> okay, so my my. Project is a little bit like, uh, I don't know, it's a strange um, topic. So I just made it up, let's say. Uh, okay. I don't know. I, I, I'm the guy doing who's just, just yeah, recently I'm, come yes. to biology. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I just got into synthetic biology. And uh, I don't know why. Like, I was approaching the time where I had to, to start uh, the PhD. And I started to work in this lab in a mini project where, like, we were investigating the relationship between uh, bacteria and uh, electricity, so electrical fields. And then uh, there was the time I had to decide which PhD project to to undertake, and uh, and so I just uh, said like, uh, what if we develop like a, a synthetic protein, so a protein that doesn't exist in nature, that uh, um, we wish like if you if you engineer this protein, you put it like in bacteria or in other cells, the these cells would like sense the electrical field around them, and uh, in uh, in response to it, they would uh, express a certain gene. So like a kind of wow. a protein that acts as a bridge, 
like between the electrical world and the biological world. So in a way that in the future, like, that but is this is like out of sci-fi, uh, just in my mind, I don't know why, I mean, I don't know how it came out, but anyway. So it's, it's, it's just, I don't know, in a future world, you have like this tool to kind of uh, make a cell to express a gene after you zap it with analytical field. So like yeah. integrating electronics with uh, yeah, cells. Yeah. But it's very is a completely made up uh, project. I, I like it, but that's very cool because that's very, right at the cutting edge of what could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, but it's very risky because uh, no one has ever done su such a thing. No, that's and, where all uh, the. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't care about papers, and probably this is a good thing. For yeah. <laughs> yeah, but actually, it's important what Marco was saying now. When, when he say like probably nothing is coming out, but you listen to skeptical people about synthetic biology nowadays, they're going to tell you that. They were working for 10 years or something. Yeah, yeah. Nothing really important, you know, nothing that you say will change the world. But actually the technology that is developing at the site and the things that you're finding that are important to other, you know, you're trying to engineer a pathway, yeah. let's say, okay? When I say a pathway, I'm talking about metabolic pathway happening inside of a cell. Well, you're discovering many things that are important actually just for the natural metabolic pathway that you have inside your cells. So we cannot hack them yet. Yeah. What we are getting out is actually very important and it's very useful in many other fields. And as I say, Marcus sounds like, okay, I just make it up. Okay, it's kind of a dream thing, yeah. but we are not that far. Like, and I'm that's what it's all about. When you, when you bring in interdisciplinary people that are just given the freedom to play and to try stuff, I think that's absolutely right. That's the best way to go at it. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's yeah, it's, yeah it's a way to actually develop, yeah make the field go on because yeah without uh, uh how, how do you call it? yeah um a, a person like that uh, yeah goes goes on, is on the border with like the the known things yeah well right at the edge yeah. of our human yeah right yeah well edge yeah. of human knowledge yeah, yeah yeah but it seems to be that's where the sort of the fun is and the, and the real magic happens and it might be that you you are doing something and you're not getting anywhere and someone else comes along and sees your work and says oh wow uh, all they need is a little bit of this. Well, if it succeeds. Yeah. <laughs> it, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> bit more, bit more pep, Marco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have one year and a half. It could, it could work. It reminds me a bit. I've, I've um, um, been on this show as well, talking a lot about there's, um, you, you know, Elon Musk. Yeah. So yeah. he's got a new, a new company, um, that's called Neuralink, mm -hmm. that is trying to make a, a brain. A human computer interface basically is what yeah, it's yeah. called. Well, different from the brain computer interfaces that are already present? Uh, yes. So his is, well, his is a startup that wants to push that boundary. So he has this grand scheme of a, a thing called a neural lace, which sits on top of our neurons. Uh, um, and the way he's, I'm not sure how, they don't know how it's going to happen, but the way it would be, you, you, you might have to open the skull, put in the neural lace, and close up the skull, but then it's like a, uh, a, a lace that sits there that interacts with the web and it's 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 sounds similar to kind of what you're saying though that it would be a way for uh sort of binary ones and zeros electro electronics to start talking to to neurons yeah. and biology yeah yeah, uh, yeah is the interface between yeah what would you so for, for your particular um range is it you and you say electrical field would that mean that it wouldn't need to actually be all connected it would just have to be in close proximity to well let's we'll see we, we are studying it okay? yeah. um, because so this um, thing that you've already definitely finished wait yeah. wait wait no is well do you know also like each cell yeah. being a bacteria or a um, human cell so has a membrane yeah and the membrane potential and there's a thing called membrane potential which is like the the voltage difference yeah between the external um, environment and like the inside of the cell and this field, this membrane potential is like across the membrane. And so like uh, with bacteria, definitely, you can change this membrane potential um, by providing an electrical field that doesn't touch the bacteria. And uh, I'm doing experiments about it, but uh, it is a thing that is very well known. Sure. Uh, mammalian cells, I, I don't know, because I, I've worked mainly with bacteria last year. Now I'm moving a little bit also with to, to mammalian cells. Mammalian cells, usually when they want to change the membrane potential, they do a Patch clamp, which is like a, yeah. you, you actually you actually touch the cell. Yeah, yeah. With, with like a, a needle or yeah, I don't know. That, I think that so they do that in a lot of the neuroscience work. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. They do a lot. Um, so actually, I don't know, but actually, yeah, during my PhD project, also, I'd like to see if 
only providing an electrical field without touching the cells, so you can modify maybe the memory potential of mammalian cells. Where? But uh, I don't know actually if they have already done. I, I just moved to mammalian cells now, so. And do you I ever sit down at the start of these kind of research projects and just sort of, I suppose, blue sky thinking kind of, if this was to work, what would the kind of, pro would it be products? What, what would be the kind of, the, the result? If we were to say find that we could now control certain cells, turn on and off certain genes, what would that look like practically for, is it then like a product or, or how does that rise up through there? I, I know in, I don't know if you guys, you know those TRL technologies readiness levels where it's sort of going from complete, what you, you're doing is like one. Yeah. Like blue sky research, it's got no applicable um, function just yet. But as it goes up those levels to like a marketable product to pay off itself, basically, um, do you know roughly where, where that what that looks like? Yeah, this is a good question. I also <laughs> I also want to to, to hear Jesus afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, if he has some ideas. So, but let's say that I'm doing um, so. I'm doing it mainly because. Uh, I don't know, I just thought it was cool and probably it would have been useful. And uh, I tried, yeah, or especially at the beginning of my PhD project to um, to list why, for example, it yeah. would be interesting. So, uh, well, there's already a technology that is kind of a similar to it, which is optogenetics. Yeah, I was Which is, yeah, 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 it's like turning on and off genes by using light. So yeah. you just uh, put a point in a laser to a cell, for example, and you turn on a gene. And so like you, ask, you can ask me like, okay, so what's the difference like if, if you, if you point a light to it and if you zap it. Well, there, there are a few differences, but um, so one, one, one thing that actually can be, but is very rough ideas, of course, as you can think. And uh, um, so, I, well, okay, one, one stupid maybe one, uh, is <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, I thought like, well, we talk a lot about the terraforming also. And, oh, uh, wow, like and you know, like, yeah, if, if, you, if you like, you want to, 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 to put like a bacteria or cells over on Mars, um, this tool would let you kind of maybe control them uh, afar because you, right now you yeah, can yeah. control like electronics, right? Like on, on wow, the, yeah, yeah, on the shuttles that go there and the robots like going on Mars. So if this cool. tool yeah, like yeah. is is, uh, is working actually very well from the Earth, you could remotely you can, say, you okay, can, okay, turn yeah. on. Yeah, there the, Yes, exactly. Yeah. Turn Just, on Mars. <laughs> just start a plant, or well, I don't know if That's, you can do. Yeah, very it. But, good. But uh, this is like a remote controlling of uh, of cells. And uh, another one, well, but they may seem very stupid, but uh, no, this is this well. is the goal. This is what you. <laughs> but but another one, like I don't know, it's just uh, also the difference with uh, like optogenetics is uh, is interfacing with, as you said, like neurons. I mean, like if you have this tool, you can maybe create some cells that uh, respond to some electrical signals that come uh, from neurons. And so like uh, neurons like uh, have a certain, I don't know much about neurons, but let's say that there's a certain membrane potential that uh, is, that is like uh, a symptom of uh, the neuron to be damaged or to do, I don't know, is not very healthy. And you engineer this uh, or anything, I don't know much. But you have this cell that is next to the neuron, and he, you engineer it to sense this uh, memory potential change. And in, ex, in, a, in a response to it, I don't know, it express a, a gene or it express a protein, and, and the protein goes to the neuron, and I don't know, fix it or something like this. I don't know. Just uh, I, I don't know if Jesus, do you have some? Yeah, some well, uh, I, I could save you here because actually nowadays we have. <laughs> That's uh, all right. Thank but you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's true. We are having trouble to make very complex products out yeah. of synthetic biology. Nowadays, you can see there are some medicines. A famous case was artemisin, is the drug that you use to fight malaria. Yeah. And nowadays it was made by the American company from Sanofi, a French pharmaceutical. And they are quite successful, but it's a quite simple product. And nowadays you can see simple products. For example, the outcome that we are trying to get in my lab is very easy to understand. We are just making a substitute for antibiotics. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But as I said before, the actual products coming out are not just that ones. We have actually a cooperation with a pharmaceutical company well, you are using this virus I mentioned before as sample shuttles. They're the carriers, okay? For, let's try to make it simple. My phages, my virus, normally attached to a certain type of cells. But through engineering, we're trying to make them to attach to another type of cells that they normally don't recognize. So this pharmaceutical company just asks you, okay, can you attach this phage you work with wow, you with those cells? And then in the genome, we could add something. 
you actually don't know. It's kind of a confidential stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're one small block within a big plan that they might have. Exactly. You're hacking the DNA of the yeah, yeah. of the phage, and at the same time, you will add something else. Then you will get through many problems. How you pack this genome, whatever, but you can do it. It's not far. It's feasible. And that's, that's why they're paying for it, okay? Because it's not, as you said before, most of the stuff is kind of blue sky yeah, yeah. research. But industrial, I've seen the potential of synthetic biology, and there are many products outside. I can say Silk, for example, there are a couple of good startups producing silk. There's wow, the, synthetic yeah. silk that they can make in the lab. That, that is made nowadays. I, I, wow. I read about a company somewhere. And in US, I know in Boston, there's another startup trying to make or re-engineer the bacteria that we have in the guts, and they, they, they modify this kind of microbiome, how they call it. Um, yeah, they, they, they modify it. And they, they, there's quite out, out there, you can see many things that we don't associate with synthetic biology, but they are actually produced yeah. through synthetic biology in certain ways. Maybe not exactly with the modeling and all the stuff that we are bringing in, but these tools, how we assemble, how we modify, you will listen about this around in the news, CRISPR, yeah, gypsum yeah, assembly. Yeah, that was my name. Okay, Yo, so this kind of stuff is coming out and is reinforced by synthetic biology work. So I guess it's very interesting. Oh, okay, so then, so then if we want to talk about there for a second, you, you mentioned just so CRISPR, this CRISPR-Cas9 yeah, is the genetic... There's a hype about this. Yeah, right? yeah, well, yeah. that's exactly it. You've, you, People like me, I, I try and stay up to date with kind of what's going on, but you'd, you'd hear these things without, you try and read a little bit, okay, I think it seems to be way more specific in the genes that it can cut and then replace. True. But what, so then I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to know then, your guys' work would be then on the, the biology of the virus before, well, let me ask you then, what is your relationship then with the people that would have this new tool, this CRISPR-Cas9 oh. tool? For or is it a little bit? We, we use CRISPR in the lab sometimes. Um, mainly we use it for RNA, but it's not DNA. It's what you get oh, out of yeah, DNA. Yeah, yeah. You remember this yeah, in yeah, the, the high school tube. DNA, RNA protein. Yeah. All right? So basically, what a teacher here. This is brilliant. <laughs> no, but this actually what you do with CRISPR, when we are th- thinking about, for example, bacteria are quite simple cells. That's because synthetic biology in mammalian human cells is quite complicated nowadays. It's, it's too much background noise when you're yeah. trying to make a circuit or modifying the pathways. But if you use CRISPR properly, actually it's very useful. They're using it now in trials in China, everywhere. Yeah, I saw that. There's, oh, they're already running it on human yeah, trials. Exactly. In embryo, yeah. No, 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 actually in actual in China, patients yeah. that are suffering terminal cancers. Oh, yeah, well, they did a few. They, they actually did it. Yeah. And, and some cases they actually say it works. So then, if, if, if for for your specific project, then when you use CRISPR in the lab, it's all to do with vi- Thank viruses. you for putting me back no, in, in the track. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's true. Uh, what, what we normally do is try with these RNA molecules, yeah, try so to make them contact other molecules. Okay. So we basically have two types of projects in the lab. We have these phages, virus I've been mentioned before, mm-hmm. and we also work with riboswitches. We add these RNA molecules that contact and modify the behavior of other molecules inside the cells. You can make circuits, you can make many things, or try to block a molecule that is bad for the, yeah, head, yeah. the, for the cell. So basically, what when you use CRISPR, what you're doing is modify with this RNA, specifically the molecule that you're at, mo- the molecule that you're attaching. But I'm talking a lot, but I'm not the guy doing the, the no, CRISPR. No, no, I used amazing. to work yeah, in the yeah. design of CRISPR, but I never applied cool. directly in the lab. And, do you know, and, and Warwick has its own CRISPR-Cas9 sort of tool. Yeah. Where? Is, it, is, is that what the breakthrough was, that it's suddenly available to, to lots of people? It's quite a... Because it, it seems... The best thing, as you said before, is very precise, yeah. and it's much cheaper than the, 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 the yeah, methods yeah, that they yeah. were using before. And, so suddenly uh, yeah, lots of people can get their hands on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, but now, I, anyway, I mean, like, um, I read that uh, Christmas Cas9 was supposed to be very, very good. But uh, at the end, actually, now, like, when they, when they started to, to do trials on the human cells, anyway, they found out that actually it's not that specific, right? I mean, they found a lot of mutations that were not where they were supposed to be. So, I, I don't know, I read that uh, for now, CRISPR is not... Um, is not thought to be a, 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 a too specific thing. I mean, like, it's still kind of dangerous to be used in uh, in. So humans, let's yeah, let's for say. people that are listening that might not know CRISPR, what is C R I S P R? What do, what does it stand for? What exactly does it do? <laughs> or is that <laughs> cluster repeat yes, uh, palindromic sequences? Uh, something like that. Okay. Uh, what basically means is that 
few years ago, they discovered that the bacteria anarchia, both prokaryotic anarchia, the two main kinds. Prokaryotic anarchia, they have a kind of immune system of defense. And what it does is there's a small protein that recognizes, let's say, four inch DNA to the cell, something that is strange to them. So they cut it and they replace it with the other DNA. So they become aware of this for, it's kind of how a vaccine works, okay? Yeah, yeah. They recognize a sequence, they cut, they introduce in their own genome, so they could fight it back in the future. Okay, I see, I see. So that's how they found it out. That's how they find it, okay. Then they decide, what if we change and the molecule that is getting into the cell is one where we do, we synthesize the molecule Mm. and then we replace and it gets into the DNA of the cell. Ah, so you basically put a stop at a start, and then whatever. So, is it? Am I right in saying is the, uh, the way I imagine it is those really long strings of A B or A D C? Is that whatever it is? Yeah. Is that yeah. RNA? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, the sequence that actually made the cut—they're not that long anyway. You, you in the middle can put some pieces of DNA. They're very large. But there are 30 maybe base pairs at the sides. Ah, that so they, that's that what I was saying. So there is a start and a stop yeah. specific sequence. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no specific start or, or, or stop, but you know, you know two specific sides yeah, yeah. that they recombine, they, they get attached to the, to the DNA. Ooh. So let's okay. say to make it work, you give the CRISPR-Cas9 and uh, guide mRNA, which yeah. is like the sequence that you want to target, the sequence that you want to change with something else. Okay. Yeah. So the CRISPR then recognize the sequence because you have given this guide RNA which is your target sequence so it goes there and then uh, it cuts and you replace it with uh, another DNA you have provided let's say just oversimplifying it yeah the yeah the problem yeah. is uh, I was saying is that uh, right now even if you got you give the guide RNA still sometimes it, it actually it seems that it is not attaching to the your to your target sequence but actually somewhere else especially if you have a lot of DNA if you have yeah. a lot of chromosomes, sometimes they found that uh, the CRISPR activity acted instead of uh, a certain chromosome you were targeting, it acted on another chromosome. Wow. And still there's a lot of noise, I mean, they, 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 a lot of times they don't know why, why something yeah, happens. Yeah, I'd say there's still a lot of things to be ironed out. Yeah, this is sure. what I read uh, recently, I don't know if there are some news I, about it. But I, yeah. I, I was trying to talk because I, I, let's not scare the people Sorry, outside, I mean, they, they, <laughs> not, they not get the people into NHS because that's the point, nobody is yeah, using CRISPR yeah. nowadays yeah, 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 yeah. in human trials or nothing similar. Yeah. Maybe in human cells, but you know, as Marco explained, embryo cells that they are destroyed after two weeks of research or something like that. It's not perfect and could yeah. modify the genome in many ways that we do not understand yet. But as you mentioned before, in some other countries, let's say China, they, don't they, care they as did much. in, they, in, in they have a different policy and always innovation and policy is not related. Yeah. So they understand it another way and it's totally fine. Uh, I, I don't know very well the cases, but I know a university in the U.S. that was the first one to ask for apply CRISPR-Cas9 in human patients, and they were working on it for two years, and they're supposed to get the clearance maybe this month or the next. Wow, so that's the first sort of ethics, and it's exactly. gone through whatever process it needs and, to get and through. Another point I would like to make, I don't want to get angry, other fields of life science. I mean, yeah. synthetic biology is, is helping, contributing to the development of CRISPR, but it could be used and is used in many other fi- fields, like oncology, yeah, yeah. basic molecular biology, everywhere. So, as I say, synthetic biology is taking advantage of these tools and developing them. Yeah. They could be controversial, of course, but we are working with responsibility and probably we are getting a good Yeah, outcome. yeah, well, I want to get to that. That's the, the point I want to get to. Not, not uh, One more question before we get to there uh, about sort of the ethics yeah. and stuff like that. Um, one other question, though, it seems to be when we were talking where about China and if, if it has a different policy and it just kind of races forward, um, is is this a, is it a correct assumption to sort of make that um, we don't necessarily know everything that we're doing, but we kind of hack it almost and sort of, see what happens and then try and learn from it and it's it's sort of it's not as planned out as, as sort of people sitting on the outside looking in think oh wow they're they're making all these lovely progressive steps but from the inside when you see it is is this an assumption to say that or, or is it more that we kind of we try lots of things we make it we make loads of mistakes and then learn from it and just kind of hack our way forward rather than plan it out and know how it's going to no, work no no well it's what i was uh, um, i was saying like earlier like when i said that uh, 
Synthetic biology is kind of a, uh, uh, it's kind of called the, well, yeah, engineering of biology. Um, so I meant, uh, when I was talking about the cycle, so this is yeah, kind yeah. of what I meant, like uh, you, you try, so you, you test it, well, you hypothesize, yeah. you build a model, you test it, you get data, and with that data you get new, uh, new informations about your model and how to modify your model. So it's a cycle of like also test and, uh, and, and, and then like get the insights because you are going to get wrong. I mean like it's not yeah. going to work. And then does most of that um, hypothesizing happen now on, on computers? Is it mostly done in, in the model of it, like the software model rather than sort of trialing it in, 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 in specific samples of... I, I would say that most of the time the mistakes come in the lab, okay. not in the computer, because maybe all mistake that we don't know how to ask the right questions to the models, we cannot introduce all the input that we would like yeah, to yeah, introduce, yeah. In the, but no, of yeah. course the cells are but a mess. No, Actually, as you say, stuff we, we don't know. understand yet yeah, yeah. how everything works inside a cell. Um, just one thing I would like to add. When you say about the mistakes that we commit in the lab, the errors, is very important because, as I said before, we work with responsibility, but I guess policies have to allow us to commit mistakes. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. the only way yeah, to carry on. Yeah, yeah. And let's not, be naive. let's not be naive unless here there's a race. There are countries that are pushing forward, and I guess it's, it's a big chunk of the economy. It's not just about research. Yeah. Synthetic biologists work in many different fields, not just medicine or healthcare. They're producing different types of inks or products that you cannot believe are being produced by synthetic biology, or they're trying to be produced by synthetic biology. So we, we, we should push forward here. And I guess we, as a researcher, have the responsibility, but at the same time, we have to lobby yeah, yeah. for policy to keep pace with us. That brings us nicely then to that t topic. Um, because I have a question here that I'd, I'd written down, which was, <coughs> so as the researcher, sort of, you're kind of the front line. Are you the... We would like to think so. Yeah, yeah, you really are, though. You're, if when you say you're, you're sort of making stuff up, well, you're, you're kind of like, this is the newest and no one's done it before. That is the, the cutting edge. So the question is, are, as the front line, is the, is the question around, like, ethics and around uh, doing the sort of... Um, thinking about where this leads to, is that your responsibility or should that be the responsibility of like the, the board that sort of allows you go off? So when you put in a, an application for a new grant or for funding, um, obviously you have to write in whatever ethics consideration, but once that's been approved, then you just go full force ahead or are there still ethical concerns while you're at the coalface, at the sort of cutting edge? Alexis. Uh, it's a very good question. I I always like to say like they have to stop me. Okay, you know? so it's up to like, them. My willing, my willing, is to develop as far as I can. Yeah. But to be honest, in my research, I never face, for example, an what? embryo or or a step that you will say, okay, I get into the topic where it becomes controversial because yeah. my my opinion is clear. Okay, that's why I love science because I was dreaming about science, going to Mars and all this stuff, yeah, yeah. right? Sci-fi. But the truth is. There's other people who think in another way or whatever. So it should be a board or policies yeah, have yeah, to apply. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So scientists will always seek for knowledge anyway, so they are not gonna stop themselves. Okay, so that's 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 really <laughs> good answer then. So well, this is a threat. <laughs> so you guys basically would see yourselves as the sort of horses pulling at the reins, and it's up to the the board or the the sort of senior advisor to say, okay, hold, we'll pull back a little, we're getting a bit of... I would like to say, maybe the people get the wrong idea. We, we think about that, and we have our yeah. problems about how we could impact and what could go wrong, all yeah, the stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm clear about this. I'm thinking about many other things in life. Okay, maybe we're responsible, yes. You should trust us, no. Because you don't trust anybody. I mean, you, you check the, the pace of the people, the speed limit on the highway. You should check us too. Yeah. You will need a double check. We are responsible? Maybe, yeah, but maybe people that is not. I yeah. think the only it, issue I have with that, though, is that no one else can check your work because you are the top. Like, if, if you were to give me your papers and say, oh, check it for... There's, it's just true. unlike other fields. True. Uh, when but you are the smartest people doing the cutting-edge things. Such a strong word. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> but what I, I would like to say is most of the time, actually, policies are made by a board, as you said mm. before, a committee. And normally the members of these panels are the most prestigious and people that was working on the field for so many years yeah. that I guess it's a good balance. It's a people that the, police, the politics trust 
Yeah, and the yeah, science yeah. people know that they know what they're doing. So I guess kind it's of works all right. We would like to make it quicker. We would like to get the, uh, the, 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 the green light to work for some research in less than two years as we were talking before. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it could be very interesting, but let's, let's be honest. As, I, as we said, there are many things we don't know, and we don't know the impact about what we are doing inside of a cell. So I guess that starts our responsibility. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very important also like a public engagement, so mm. like in my doctoral training center, so we had also a, a class about uh, ethics and then also they, they pushed us to, to, to seek for like public engagement, so to go, to talk to people, to, to see what they think about it, because the public opinion right now is very scared about synthetic biology, because they, they no, they, they, they listen a lot of, I mean, they, it's not still, I mean, it's not yet like too much around so like a lot of people don't still know what is in biology but when they read about it like on a magazine or, so, or something a lot of times they get scared because they hear about this very like futuristic stuff that are modifying very deeply nature yeah. and uh, and also usually it's written like in an article in the news is written like a, that the scientists say like ah oh, yeah we hope that uh, that it works or I mean, like, oh, uh, well, maybe they don't say. picture of here's what could be. Yeah, ma well, maybe they don't say it anyway, but uh, the impression that the public gets is like, oof, they are really trying to play God. I mean, like, they, they are really playing with, uh, with very dangerous stuff. If something goes wrong, it would uh, yeah. beep me here. <laughs> no, it would be like, a, it would create a, a big mess on a, on a war, on a, on a, Planet scale also. Yeah, yeah. So people are very scared. It, it, this is a is a fun example I I, I can tell you is uh, it. Um, so I don't know when exactly, but I think in uh, in less than one year in less in less than one year maybe. But uh, there's a there's a series I think that is gonna come out. Uh, starring uh, Jennifer Lopez. Okay. That is called. I'm uh, already sold. I will watch it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is called. That is gonna be called CRISPR, if I'm not wrong. No way. And, uh, yeah. No. And and what's the plot? I mean, or at least what I read is the plot. So the plot would be like a evil scientist using CRISPR for evil purposes, and trying to to really like to I don't know to to do very yeah, bad stuff yeah. to the world, like bad scientists, like terrorists, terrorists using CRISPR to like a uh, threat yeah, the yeah. world. And they are trying to stop it. So, like in this, in this, if the plot is really this one, like uh, this is what uh, the people will get about synthetic biology. This is synthetic biology. This is something that terrorists could, could use to yeah. to really like uh, destroy humanity. Synthetic biology is so powerful, or at least in the mind of scientists, that uh, it actually really can lead to. Thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> it really can. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm talking. No, no, I, <laughs> no I'm joking. I, I, I'm becoming passionate about this. <laughs> no. What I say is, I hope we are not giving a good example of this. But normally, scientific people doesn't know how to talk to normal people, and that's that's terrible. It's it's a mistake. They have the right to make a TV show about misuse synthetic biology. Yeah. Of course, actually, I guess at the end it works all right for us. I guess at least people know what it yeah, is and they're know, interested yeah. in it. No, but they will be scared. Their first impression will be very important. And uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. The, fact is, the problem is that yeah, the scientists don't talk too much with, to people and uh, media really talk a lot and, and media like to speculate. But so you have a technology that is, is like in its early beginning without a regulation because it's in its early beginning. So they are not uh, still doing uh, speculations. But then, like it goes to the media, this new technology, and they try to speculate, and they start to speculate, and they, and they really make uh, the whole thing much mm. bigger, and they think about what can happen, and so like uh, of course, it's a very dangerous stuff we are playing with. But, but yeah. as usually, okay, we have two options: we can blame the people for don't understand, or can blame us and say we should do it better. So I just can make one of those, and it's just try to the people understand better what we are doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a TV show. I it's guess what we are doing so now, right? Yeah, exactly. This like is exactly where it is. This oh, is yeah. the sort of stuff where... Think about nuclear engagement. energy, whatever, yeah. or even every TV show or movie that you watch. The scientific guy, the one with the lab coat, yeah, he's a bad guy. Much. Don't trust him. Don't trust him. He's yeah. going to make a mess. And Okay, but, maybe wrong, maybe good, but actually I feel appeal. And we have to make science appeal for most yeah. of the people, not just for a minority. So. It's exactly as we were saying before the show, the, the people like Brian Cox and David Attenborough, who just do so much yeah. to get people interested in the right side of science exactly. and what's actually happening. Yeah. Make it interesting, make it fun. Um, well, well, actually, I was interested there when you were saying it that um, people have this this idea, it's always a crazy scientist who's, who's making super soldiers or something. 
it, it sounded like, so you, your lab obviously is in um, uh, creating a, 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 an alternative for antibiotics, ultimately is trying to help people. I would say, is, is that the, presumably that's the majority of these small labs, these kind of bio labs that are, are working on projects. Are they nearly all to do with, with sort of health and um, sort of improve, improving a certain yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, antidote for something? As you said before, we write up grants, and grants are approved by the government. So, so yeah, they, yeah, they have a general have a, proposal, and, and yeah. the proposal is, is in the interest of most of the population. Yeah, so, so it always has to yes. be, but you, uh, effectively, it always has to have some ostensible public good Definitely. As, attached yeah. to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. And it's only sort of when it goes inside a, uh, a, pub, a private company that then you can sort of, they do what they like. Or is that still I in would, the service of marketing? A, a I would say it's not that easy, actually, even for when you say you go to the private industry, it's not yeah. they can do whatever they want. They, they, they have still, to stick to the rules. Um, are yeah. there, so let's talk for a second, then. If you were working on the inside of a, a private company that was doing similar synthetic biology work, yeah. what are the the structures that are in place to make sure that the same questions are being asked. So in, in your ethics proposals, you'd have certain questions that you'd have to answer. Mm-hmm. What are the processes, or do you know, are there processes in private companies? Uh, as you say, they're very different because the, the key thing is when they're asking for the money. You, you, you're expecting them to have the money already. Yeah, so yeah. they basically have to answer for the materials and the type of organisms they work with. So if they will try to use any technology that we use in our labs to make something about human cells, somebody in the government will know straight oh, away. you can't get yeah, access you, you to You cannot human work cells. with human cells, human embryos, or never to think about this human beings alive yeah, yeah, yeah. and apply every type of, any type of technology. That, that you, you instantaneously, when you ask permission to work this type of things, the permission you need to open a bar, let's say, okay, yeah, the permission yeah. to work with this type of technology, you're going to have somebody yeah, looking into it. Yeah, yeah. It's very well regulated, I would say. I mean, probably could be do much better. But right now, I, I see we're working all right on this. Excellent. Yeah, people from the public are very scared about what you can do, but uh, we can't escape anyway the regulations. So. No, that's good to know that, that in, uh, you know, the way sometimes you hear of, certainly in the tech industry, where it flies ahead of regulations and the regulator often doesn't know what the capabilities of the tech companies actually are yeah, so that they're you know, kind of actually, catching up. Yeah, well, no, I wanted to say that uh, it's, it's very difficult to regulate. I mean, it's very difficult to... I mean, right now, synthetic biology is in its very beginning. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so a lot of times, like, uh, there are no regulations and sometimes people are, like, faced... I mean, they have this uh, very nice technology mm. and they are not sure if they can use it or not because still there are no regulations so it's still like a, we are still in a limbo in a lot of different uh, topics of this subject so sometimes it's very difficult to to know what is right to do or if if it's the right time or not to use a certain technology i can give you an example um so like in the last years uh, they have developed this technology which is called gene drive do you know gene yeah, drive yeah so gene okay. drive so gene you know what is the well the normal inheritance of genes in a in a population goes that uh, if well let, let's put it practically okay so they with the gene drive let's go in the in the practical um, with the gene drive they want to get rid of malaria for example yeah. okay so let's say that you have these mosquitoes which have malaria and uh, if you take one mosquito you can modify the gene bearing malaria and so the mosquito will not bring malaria around okay but if you modify this, this uh, mosquito singularly and then you release it in the environment, then it will mate to another mosquito which has malaria. And the kids, and, will, and the kids will be like a half with malaria and a half yeah. without malaria. And then the, the kid without malaria, so the, the kid that has a inherited the modified gene will anyway get diluted in the population yeah, yeah. okay because it will met with Over another time, with blah, blah, malaria yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, this wouldn't solve the problem if if you have like uh, um if, if you modify only a single mosquito and you can modify a lot of mosquitoes but still yeah in the grand the problem would uh, will remain the same okay they have created they have developed this new technology this is called a um, gene, gene drive, drive that well there are a few methods to to implement it but let's say that uh, what it does is like uh, it uh, it modifies 
the way the gene is inherited. In a way that if a mosquito that has been modified to not have malaria goes, to, uh, goes and mates with a mosquito with malaria, not half of the kids will be with malaria and without malaria, but all the kids will wow. be without malaria. A super dominant yeah, kind so of... Yeah, so the inheritance would uh, get spread like a hundred percent. Well, at wow. the end, what you will get if you simulate this, this, this model, or anyway, just with a very simple graph, is that uh, from your single mosquito Over time you without malaria, since his gene is gonna be spread all around the mates and all around the kids of the kids, and etc., yeah, yeah. the mosquito without malaria, well, all the mosquitoes will be without malaria. Okay, yeah. because uh, it's no more the normal Mendelian inheritance, but like uh, this modified inheritance where both kids are genetically modified, wow. so they have inherited. But this technology is so powerful and so dangerous. Yeah, the unintended consequences there, because you just have no idea. Well, you know what, because, yeah, so they say like, oh, we, we have it, we, it works. So what about, yeah, getting rid of malaria? Is, is it busy, right? I mean, we have this technology, let's release this mosquito that has been genetically engineered, let's release it where? In the environment. Yeah, yeah. You just have but no uh, control. W- when would you do it? Because like, uh, what, what, what would the public, what would your, 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 your mind say? I mean, like if something goes wrong, how can you predict it? You are changing like uh, the whole world environment. Yeah. You're changing the whole mosquito world. Yeah. And this like, you can't model the consequences of such a big, worldwide change you are making in that very moment so like how do you regulate this when the government would say like oh yeah this 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 technology is is safe how can you test it because you can test in the lab but it's not the same thing right wow that's amazing just to make a point about this i I, i've been lucky enough to attend to one of the presentations of gene driving i loved it yeah i think we were together right (laughs) actually that's where we met um this guy was saying, yeah, this guy was saying that one of the troubles is, yeah, one, I remember Latin American government becoming interested in this technology, but the problem is it was close to the border. So yeah. the countries around were saying, hey, wait, 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 wait a minute. Yeah. Because, you know, the office prints of mosquitoes don't stop at the border to show the passport. So the, the, yeah. the, the, the implications of this kind it's of technology, global, yeah. yeah, exactly. So. I guess that kind of thing would require a different type of regulation, wow, something that yeah, we should yeah. sit on a table. They were actually thinking and talking about this when you talk about CRISPR before, you know? Yeah, we should yeah, look yeah. for common places where we would like to regulate. Yeah, it's, it's something to look into that for the future. Well, yeah. um, so I have two questions there. One, um, one there is kind of, you, you brought up a little bit, is when you guys go to conferences and go to sort of, exhibitions and stuff what when you're reading down through the exhibitions list or the the abstracts are there what are the sort of stuff that you guys look for what's the exciting stuff it sounds like this would be gene drive would be one of them but what do you know other is there kind of like the even within what you you've probably got quite a sexy topic yourselves the synthetic yeah. biologist marco slightly mentioned it before i'm very into astrobiology now Astro- because oh, synthetic yeah, biology terraforming could be applied not just for terraforming but even for how human beings could adapt to yeah. a long trip on the space. Like it could be, for example, oh, going well, to Mars yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. else. So there are a few projects about synthetic biology applied to this field, particularly to me, as you mentioned before, gene driving is a clear one. And for yeah. example, there's another good project about synthetic biology that is about synthetic genomes. They're trying to... Rep- Entire synthetic? Exactly. They're trying they to... They did it, they did it. They did it in a small scale, but now they're trying to do with eukaryotic cells, GIST, the most basic yeah, yeah. of eukaryotic cells. But still, it will give us a lot of information, data, and understanding about what wow. genomes and how they interact. And so what you're saying we've already done that on a prokaryotic cell? Oh, yeah. yeah. In bacteria. Yeah, Craig Venter. I don't yeah, know if you know. Famous about, biology. He's yes. one of the guru, the, wow. the pioneers of synthetic biology. He's the guy who first... Uh, um, sequence the the human genome together One with uh, yeah. yeah together with the, the, the well, he was the well, private yeah, the partner national, yeah, yeah the public uh, was it the American yeah the yeah. American I don't know how it was called the, the national as Collins or I don't know yeah it was yeah, yeah. it was a public well, funding well you know that the human human genome has been uh, sequenced for the first yeah time, no I heard that, like, that uh, at the beginning 20. of the 21st uh, century yeah. and like this is one of the guy uh, who did it like separately in his private company. And uh, and now, like a few years ago, he wrote also a few books. Um, not uh, not about this, about the general stuff. Craig Craig Venter. Craig Venter. I would make okay. an analogy. It's kind of a like Helium Musk. 
I've seen Teddy oh, Maioli. Well, he's the sort of yeah, he's kind of maverick. He's a pioneer, yeah. yeah. He has like these ideas and he just put it in action. Right. So like what he did a few years ago was like, yeah, he wants to, well, build life. Okay, to create life is really like, a, it is, is very often like a, a compared to a, a god. I mean, like he, that he wants to be a god. Uh, um, but anyway, what he did a few years ago was like, a, so he, he took like one, one bacteria yeah and um yeah he completely emptied it of his its dna so just uh, leaving the shell of it let's say the yeah. membrane so it was an empty blob and um and then he had synthesized a genome so completely synthetic so chemically synthesized and he put the genome in this empty cell and the cell lived wow and the cell uh, replicated and, yeah. uh, and they said like well we have created life not completely because the blob you was still, still there yeah. anyway, but the syn- the genome was completely synthesized, completely chemically synthesized. So, so like is that to say though that I would have thought that's the harder part? The the the, the DNA seems to be is that not the the harder part? So if you're putting a synthesized genome or DNA into an existing cell, is the cell the actual the harder part to to make synthetically? Well, well so, said that it's very complicated. The membrane is very complicated, and there is a lot of stuff in the cytoplasm anyway. Yeah. And uh, the the DNA, they learned how to synthesize, and it's yeah. not too difficult. But still, it's even just made of a four. Bricks. Let's say that he reached the headlines, and it was a brilliant uh, experiment and a project. But of course, that was not. First of all, was mycoplasma, a type of prokaryote that is very basic, one of the oh, most okay, basic right, ones yeah, that's yeah. still alive. So. You yeah. could make them survive almost without DNA. Actually, the, the experiment was about the number of genes that an organism need to yeah. need to survive. The minimum. So, yeah. Oh genome. wow! So it was right at the very yeah. it was first about, steps. Yes, it was about the minimum yeah, genome, yeah. as Marco was saying now. Yeah. So yeah, but, but we are thinking about eukaryotic now. Yeah. Um, as you say, uh, it could be terrible. So being yeah, honest, just, yeah, it's a big project. It's so many institutions involved um, yeah. I guess it's a beautiful project so when you mentioned about conference and exhibitions that's kind of a topic that's the that, sort of stuff you look yeah, for yeah. well talking about uh, well it's not the same but synthetic genome but uh, do you know what is what are designer babies yeah, this is also very very. this is funny there's all the stuff well, I've, I've got yeah, written here at the end I yeah, want yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah. designer babies well, social we inequity co- <laughs> yeah we've, we've only okay. a few more minutes that so means that synthetic biology is predictable um, you know that's the most controversial I find it just so fascinating it's I mean, yeah. I, I know, um, I've no background in biology. Um, no. Other, I did it as a, like a leaving cert, which is your, your 18, kind of yeah. your age 18 exams. So I've no practical experience. Yeah. But I, in the same way, I've no real practice with computer science. But I see the two of them have, have kind of completely raced off into the future in the present. So we're doing stuff, as, even this conversation now is science fiction to most people. And like when we, we can we can already sequence the genome of a, obviously a very simple organism, but we, we can do that already. It just reminds me of this, I can't remember whose quote it is, but... Um, you know, Blade Runner, anyway. You know, <laughs> yeah, at the is, end, we'll synthesize it, a human being. Yeah, well, it's, it seems to be it that we have, what's the quote? is like, um, the future is now, it's just not, it, the future is already here, it's just not evenly distributed, I think is it. Oh, it's a like beautiful that. one. I like yeah, that. I'm sure we'll yeah. fact check it, but I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, the last question I wanted to ask, um, we've talked a little bit about, we, we haven't even got in time for Designer Babies, but it was a bit about... Um, we can so do it in the next episode. Next episode, <laughs> yeah. They're, we'll not, to... they're not paying you, mate. I'm sure eventually. There will be no check. Um, but we've, So we've talked about it uh, a little bit, um, unintended consequences, um, certainly for subspecies or for other species. But what about for, so I've, I've been reading quite a bit about, um, so we were talking about it a bit before that book, Homo Deus. Um, what happens to human society when suddenly synthetic biology gives certain people advantages, allows them to live longer? So all the stuff that you're working on, so better uh, resistance to bacteria, better uh, genetic genetic help so that you don't get any of the genetic diseases. Yeah, you'll have a gap. As you say, it's it's, it's actually real news. I mean, we are seeing how they approve some therapies that the price, gene therapies, that the price is one million pounds. Who's going to pay that? 
NHS, we, we all see in the news, the yeah, problems yeah. NHS and other uh, insurance in the world are having. Um, as you say, that, that, that would be something to worry about. It's actually very worrying. I, I, I'm very concerned about this. Maybe about regulation of yeah. stuff, I guess we would manage. But as you say, we're developing a technology that has a price and maybe it's not easy to pay for it for everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, and Adam. Obviously, there's no there's no answer to that sort of question, but it's one of those things that is there. A, is there a thought put in place before before we race into this kind of oh now we can do something about the sort of economics around it or, or potential? I, I think it's very difficult because it is, but idealistically, it would be nice to have some kind of a plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's kind of what I'm asking you guys. You guys don't have a plan. Uh, I, I, I believe I'm kind of an optimistic about this, and I yeah, would like yeah. to believe we will manage to equally distribute some things. Yeah. But Certainly the not. bad news is I'm sure that there are going to be some things that they're not going to be equally distributed because yeah, yeah. somebody's going to believe they are not basic. And as long as they are not basic, it's going to be on your own. If you can pay, you will get it. Yeah. Is the yeah, right for, thing? For example, the design of babies itself. I mean, like, uh, you know, at the beginning, they will try to modify embryos in order to not have a certain disease that the yeah, yeah, embryo has. Right, but eventually what they say is that, uh, oh yeah, you will modify like the color of your, of the hair of the, of the kid or they, well, they say the, the intelligence, intelligence even yeah. if uh, right now there's no relationship between genes and intelligence. But if they find something that uh, may increase by um, a little bit like your intelligence or something like this, like uh, eventually this is, uh, as you said, it wouldn't be something like a strictly necessary for your kid. So it would be like a, a, a rich people thing. Yeah, yeah. And so rich people would uh, would uh, would uh, use it. And, and so this would like would just uh, widen the gap between the rich people and poor people probably, and the rich people would get better treatments and maybe, yeah, better genetically engineer of themselves. they don't get sick and they live longer. And yeah, and they are yeah. more intelligent and they have more success. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm being too far, but I guess the point here is where is the limit? Yeah. It was always like that. They always, healthy people have a set of things from the beginning much better than the other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this would widen even but more. I think what my, the my point is, yeah. is because it was material, it was not that important. Now that it's organic, yeah. we're going to be worried about this. I well, mean, it's, it's about a, it's uh, a, the body. It's about health and uh, longevity and... Uh, Success anyway, if you talk. But also, about I think it's about compounding. Sure. So that's the one of the things. So up till now, you live, you die, and, and and the only thing that really compounds is so wealth has compounded. So if you were rich in the 1600s, and you were very rich, you got to pass on some of that wealth to your kids, so they have a better. So that's what's kind of compounded. But if we're adding to wealth, that your genetic material gets compounded. So if you get yeah. to be yeah. enhanced in some way, yeah. Yeah. and then your kids do, and they add a little bit more, and then they get. So it means that not only is the wealth, so the structures of society seem to be getting more and more and more stacked against, because the wealth and the genetics are going to go hand in hand. Yeah, so yeah. If you are rich now, like a material, yeah, like you'll money, be the first to get the yeah, genetic you, enhancements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, we were comparing like with material, like with uh, something that you have. So if you if you are rich now, like with money, like you can anyway lose it. You can lose your house. But yeah, if you have enough money yeah. to genetically engineer That's yourself, your now you're always keeping it. Well, okay, All you, you can get mutated, but it's yeah. not that easy to, to be lost. And also your kids, as you said, will, uh, will have it and will keep it, and they, they can't get rid of it. This is actually also a problem, because what if something goes wrong? Yeah, course. yes. Or yeah. what if your kids actually didn't want something? And they had it. This is also a problem with designing babies. I mean, like, you who? are deciding for your kids. Yeah, yeah, who gets at the to, end, who knows? consent do you need? Um, well, geez, I could actually go on. This is fascinating. I could talk yeah. about this, um, and we probably will once we. But we're going to have to wrap it up um, for now. But first of all, thank you very much. No. Thank you to you. Um, Definitely, thank yes. you. What an amazing experience. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. I was going to say, if um, when when I get home, where do we find out a bit more about what you're doing? Is there websites, Twitter, Facebook? Oh, there's a lot. Yeah, but let's be precise. Let's try to help people out there. If, if people listen to this, say, oh man, that yeah. sounds fascinating, where would you direct people? Google. <laughs> there is a website that I really like. Now that you mentioned AI and synthetic biology, Yeah. the name is actually Edge. E T C H? Edge. E D G E. Oh, Edge. Edge, sorry. Edge.org. Edge. 
Edge.org. Uh, I don't get any profits from that, I promise you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's very interesting. They like cool. to treat these topics. They normally interview the people that we were mentioning here, let's say Craig Benter, Richard Dawkins, yeah. or the writer of this book that you mentioned before, or many other people. And, and, and I guess it's an interesting place because you can read and not just with the jargon of... They try to make yeah, it more... Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's very accessible. They so. do a lot of synthetic biology in, at uh, MIT. Also, yeah. I, I really like to, to read like MIT Technology Review. Yeah. They talk a lot about it. And uh, there are awesome like labs there. Like nice. uh, a lot of uh, very famous people in this field. They are oh, professors of MIT. But so I, I like MIT, for example, or Harvard itself. But as you see, it's a good example because we are giving very precise websites, but we are not talking about The Guardian or Financial Times yeah, or The yeah. Times. I, just I, take what I really like to read newspapers, but I never find, you know, they have a deep interest in yeah, this type yeah. of topic. So maybe we should start to pressure them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and certainly, though, I, I, as long as they report it accurately. What annoys me, though, is we were talking about before, there's a that more or less podcast where it sort of says, oh, in the news today, it said this statistic, and then they dig into it. And they've just misquoted or they've they've picked up on one small statistic. I think the one I was listening to this morning was saying a third. It said globally a third of all women's first ex- experience of sex is rape. And I was like, what? It was one important. Third. Quite a, third. a statement to yeah, make. Yeah, it's quite a statement to make. <laughs> and then when they really dug down deep into it, it, they had done this study around 20 countries. One country, I think it was, I think it was Ethiopia, uh, 30% had said in the question, and it wasn't even rape, it was just that their sexual assault, ha- uh, sexual assault had happened yeah. as their first thing. And then they'd extrapolated out from that a third globally, and it was just, uh, so that ma- sort of stuff ma- is... Maybe we are lucky to be in the in the margins of the news, you know, yeah, maybe well, in the very specialized news. But it's what I love hearing is this edge.org, as, as those kind of resources where you get sort of... Reliable. Reliable, yeah, and yeah. it's written by, it's written to an audience that is is discerning. Yeah. It might not be exactly the top sort of peer-reviewed article, but it's a discerning. Exactly. Yes. So thank you again, and um, yeah, I'd, I would love to have you back in at some stage. But uh, that has been behave yourself. Thank Starting you, Dol. Thank you. For another episode.